before we kick off today's episode, we have an important message for all the chicks of our Chicks and Balls listeners. For too long, it feels like investing has been a bit of a boys club. The whole money chat can feel really scary. Or maybe you've just never thought about it before. I know I haven't. Only 18% of online Australian investors are women, and women retire with one-third less superannuation than men. But we reckon we need to change the conversation around money. If you're feeling like taking control of building your wealth but don't know where to start, tune in each week with Maddie and Sophie from You're In Good Company. They walk through the basics of the share market, interview some of the best investors in the business and open the conversation so you can make your own investing decisions. If you're over being told to stop ordering avocado on toast just to get ahead in life, then you're in good company. Subscribe to You're In Good Company through your podcast app now. And welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Molly Silva, and as always, I am joined by my iconic co-hosts, Keely and Georgia. Well, me and Keely are particularly sweaty at the moment. It's really hot in the room when we're recording, so maybe that's what I should have used as the adjective. I don't know why we're so um, open about sweat, but like it's a, it's a human function yeah it's fine do you know why it's because do you know what is a fact that helps me because i'm a very sweaty human being you sweat more when you're fitter so i'll take it yeah okay anyway girls how was your week (laughs) i thought you were gonna say emotional based on how many photos i've sent you guys of myself crying at the olympics oh Oh, don't (laughs) uh good though yeah i'm well we are i hate to rub it in the face but we are out of lockdown tonight which is exciting down here um Otherwise, same old. Yeah, nice. Gilly, what are you rummaging? Oh, I'll show you in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gilly's a little surprise for us, maybe. <laughs> How was your week, Marley? <gasps> it's our 21st. Oh, Gilly's got party hats. Oh, it's our 21st episode. I love it. Thank you, Keely. Would you like a party hat? Yes, I would like a party hat. I want a party hat. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> this is so good, Keely. Why did you think of this? You're so clever. I am a clever girl. Oh, oh I'm just going to... It's on you. I'll pretend. Like, you can pretend. Um, and I also may have brought a little bottle of Little Vodka. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have vodka. Stop I just can, I feel like I need to have a sip. To okay. celebrate. Um, Hold on, I'm going to go and get vodka too. Oh my goodness. Um, I think it's important and I'm going to really throw off a really gross face when I drink this. Going to shot the vodka. Gonna wow, well what what a start to this podcast. <laughs> I just I, feel like we needed to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I doing it now or are we waiting for G? Wait for G, but... Um, Great! I I have been. There it doesn't is even a, smell that bad. Is that bad? How how long since I've had a drink? This Shit. is a spanner in the works. Can I say this is a <laughs> beginning? I was I have been completely blindsided. Oh yeah, that was um that was part of the plan. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and you guys didn't know. I'm full of surprises. I also wore my Terry Lamb shirt. Shout out to bloke in a bar. Um, I had to change it up for our twenty first. Rather Did- from Den um, Dennis Robin. Dennis Rodman, not Den and Kemp. I was about to say Den and Kemp. <laughs> oh. I was about to say Den and Kemp, but I meant Dennis Rodman. All right. All right. Are you doing it? you sculling it? Really big I'm not gonna, uh, Yuck. <laughs> also, we'll just say drink responsibly. Yeah. And not if you're underage. Okay. I'm going. Oh, wait. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How was it, Dean? <laughs> wow. oh, it was good. <laughs> well, with that out of the way, Kills, I think the best thing to do after a shot like that is get into our first segment. <laughs> Feedback feels for Kills. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. Okay, thanks for joining, guys. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of things to address. First of all, I actually have a little bit of a longer feedback today. I hope that's all right with that's everyone. That's all right. Go ahead. First of all, we need to address the Winx statue error that I made. I just want to say that I'm obviously really bad at Googling because I Googled it and it didn't come up. Or maybe it's just bad advertising from... Um, the statue itself. Yeah. So if you missed it last week, we did a whole segment uh, talking about which Australian icon should next get a statue in their honour. And Keely's great idea was to have Winx immortalised in a statue form, Winx the famous racehorse. And then a lot of people, like a lot of people were in our DMs. Um, really? Quickly. I it was only one. No, it was nah. about five or six <laughs> oh, um, so who were what? like, uh, Winks. And like someone just sent a passive aggressive reel of the actual statue. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm sorry. I apologise. I'm sorry. That's my bad. It's not the other two. It's all me. It's my poor research. But hey, look. I did Google though. <laughs> to my defence, I Googled and it didn't come up with anything, right? Anyway. Um, we move forward. <laughs> uh, we have a big shout out to Christ underscore squad. Yeah, on or, Instagram. Or, yep, or maybe Chris T underscore squad. Whatever it is. His name is not Chris. I can't remember what his Christian name is, maybe. but that's his um, Instagram handle yep. at Christ underscore squad. Beautiful. Well, he's a king. He gave us a lovely shout out on Instagram, and he also gave some really important feedback I need oh, to address. Here we bloody go. Um, can I just make a point that you sent it to me? I know, because I bloody saw it and I, I wanted to delete it, but I didn't. <laughs> um, in regards to our story last week of Marley and I doing a TikTok, he sent um, a reply to us saying, not feedback on the app, but Kiel's hit the Schmurder dance with the absolute perfect amount of steez here. And I mean that with the greatest respect to Marley. <laughs> It's literally the best compliment I could ever get in my whole Ouch. life. Ouch. Like two Ouch. things, good dancer and funny. That's like the best thing you could ever say to me. It hurt me. It didn't hurt me. And, uh, I told him it hurt me and he apologised. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I just want to give a quick shout out to an OG mate and an OG listener, Joel Holdsworth. Holds, you might remember. Holds um, from the Cami Dev episode. Um, he sent me a message and I just think this is... a. Uh, testimony to us and a testimony to him <laughs> that he had a dream about chicks and balls and um there were wallpapers and posters of us everywhere what just he, he went to the movies or the shops and everywhere was chicks and balls posters honestly i love that from holds so much yeah and he just randomly sent it to me and he's good like that he'll just randomly send me like a you know stunning w- what message. a dream we're infiltrating people's minds their subconscious <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> oh classic that's all you're the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our own personal MVP title because they've given us some sort of joy during the week. Keely Silver, your MVP happened first. And you know what's funny? And like, no disrespect to my MVP because he's an absolute god, but kind of forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of, because I'd written it in my notes straight away. Uh, I make a note on my phone every week of the podcast, what I think of during the week so I don't forget anything. Good work. And it was straight away and then 
all the Olympic things happened and I'm like, oh, MVP, MVP, MVP. And I went back to my notes. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. It was a big week. Yeah, It was a big week. week. Um, So if you didn't watch the NBA championship, the Milwaukee Bucks um, that won in game six and MVP of the series and MVP of my week, Giannis, what a guy. Honestly, You're not going to even try and say his last nah, name. No, not a chance. I was <laughs> the Greek freak. I thought about it and then I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. Absolutely deserved. Oh, and just to top it off, if you haven't seen it, just watch the video of him getting chicken nuggets after the game. Yeah. He so doesn't. 50 piece. Yeah, 50, 50 piece. For 50 points. Yeah. yeah. And also not 49. That's yeah. what he said. He goes, I <laughs> want 51. 50. <laughs> I want 50. And yeah, just a ledge and freak of nature. Oh, that's so And good. you know what's weird? I am still... Um, a bit behind G more in the you know the NBA knowledge, but I've been trying hard, especially through this season. And um, I had a few mates. Shout out to Ethan Fetter, who definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, and he early on before the Bucks made it, sent me um, Yannis's Instagram and was like, "Make sure you keep an eye on this guy. Watch him in this game, this game." And I was like, "Oh, sweet, okay." So I actually without being a dickhead, had watched him all through. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel really good because I actually knew something. Yeah, but you guys didn't back them. No, I didn't. But also, and just, just like fun facts. the best part about him winning MVP was that, like, it was the last challenge that, like, Kobe set for him as a player. And I was just like, oh, the stars, man, they aligned. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's stay with you now, G. Who is your MVP? My MVP this week is TikTok. Yes. Because the Olympic content on so TikTok good. has been unrivaled. And if you don't yet have TikTok, I want you to pop your degree in maturity up. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to get TikTok for the remainder of the Olympics because the content is phenomenal. Coming from A, Olympians, B, couch Olympians like us and see salty Americans. Oh yeah. I oh, had this yeah. weird Bloody thing in my it. head and I don't know what it was, but I genuinely just thought that they weren't as passionate about individual Olympians because the country's just so big. Mm. I'm like they just have so much going on. There's so many successful people. They have so much to look at. But holy heck, the heartbreak of that nation when Titmus won. Yes. Iconic. And the Australians taking the piss out of Americans on TikTok has just been nothing short of iconic. Get TikTok. It's so good. Also, though, um, pre-warning before you get TikTok, you will dive into a rabbit hole and you won't be able to get out. <laughs> oh, so and know. my main – my main that is very true. But my also my main MVP of TikTok of the week is the Rise for the National Anthem sound. Yes. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. Like – Nothing is funnier. Nothing is funnier than the captions that people are coming up with so for the sound good. watching the Olympics. And how much do we take the piss, honestly, as Australians? Oh, I love, <laughs> we're going to get into that so yeah. much about Australian Olympic culture very shortly. Um, Here's your MVP. Oh, Marley. I will also just say off your MVP, um, Georgia, we had our first TikTok go viral literally in the last 24 hours. So it's a big deal at Chicks and Balls Pod on TikTok. Anyway, my MVP is... A little-known gymnast. Well, she's been thrust into the limelight because she is. She has a pretty amazing story. Her name is Oksana Chusevitina. I really should have practiced that in the last name more. She represented Uzbekistan at this um, particular Olympics, but this is her eighth Games. And when she first started um, competing, she was actually representing the Soviet Union. So if you understand history, that that's a considerably long time ago um, to where we are now. She's 46 years old 
and she was competing five years before Simone Biles even was born, right? So this is talking about like the difference, but she is a gun, like to be doing what she's doing at her age and consistently competing and like just being an all-round boss, she is completely challenging any sort of expectations of like who or what can be a superstar athlete and I she there was one Olympics I can't remember which one it was but she literally like came back from having her son and competed and she just is an icon and I think Phenom. I um, learn about her on TikTok actually so there you go see <laughs> educational as well get around it now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week. And of course, it is no surprise here that we are kicking off with all the greatness that has been in the first few days of the Olympic Games. Girls, I don't know about you, but it is truly the highlight of my life at the moment with everything else in the world. I could not be more grateful for the Olympics than right now. Grateful. Respectfully. So <laughs> grateful. I am just like, oh, it's just nice to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And it's really nice, um, G Moore can touch on this, to cry every day. Yeah. <laughs> I dead set have sent the girls at least one. I'm going to say a minimum of one photo of myself crying at some event every single day since the Olympics started. Yeah. I don't even know half the names of the people that I'm crying over. Yeah. It's, oh. I I almost feel like because of the past 18 months that the whole world has gone through, and I know there was so much controversy of the Olympics and it all happening, but I'll stand by how I felt before it, and I I knew there was going to be something good that came out of it, and I think it's just so nice that you can see everyone coming together and everyone's finding something to be stoked about and look, you know, putting in their schedule, putting alarms on. I need to make sure I'm there for this. Um, you know, it's 6.31 right now on Tuesday night that we're recording and I know that um, the Rugby Sevens are playing. Yeah, in the quarterfinal against New Zealand, which is... No, no sorry, Fiji. Fiji. We played New Zealand this morning and we were winning 12 nil at halftime and then they came back and beat us, which is really stressful. But And other things that we'll touch on are the sports that are not so common and yeah. the ones that you just learn so much about and you, you're patriotic and I just hate everyone but Australia. The Matildas are also playing yes, the States as we speak. That's what I was going to say as well. They that makes me sweat. Today. Yeah, same. Anyway, look, before we talk about what's happening right now, because it's really hard to not focus on everything that's going on, let's do a bit of a recap and let's start in the place that we tend to do the best, in the pool. It has been the backdrop for some really incredible proud Aussie moments. Kicking off with the Golden Girls in the 4 by 100 metre relay to watch Kate Campbell power home by that length and get that world record, (laughs) it felt like 2000. Like, I don't know. Do you guys remember? You would be way too young to remember anything of 2000. No, I don't remember anything. I wasn't going to pretend. Not quite two. Oh, wow. Oh, no, oh. I was two. That's a lie. I was three, yeah. so, yeah. Okay, well, I was five and I was forming actual memories by that time. And my earliest memories in my whole life are of that at Olympics, mostly because the opening ceremony fell on my birthday and I thought it was for my birthday. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> amazing. also because I remember Thorpe at that time, I remember how dominant we were in the pool and I remember specifically Kathy Freeman. So these moments that we're seeing and the way that everyone's getting around it, I think because we're looking for that hope, really reminds me of that time and of a time when 
you kind of look back at what Australia was at that point and I think it was 2000 was such an important year for us to come together and, and it feels like that again and it feels really important. So that was really beautiful. We're coming back. We're back we in a big are way. coming back in the pool. So Had a few years off, we're coming back. We're back in a big way. Um, and specifically, I loved seeing the girls holding hands and in a circle before they went out. Like that to me was the, that was the key to success. That happens. Then we have some success with the men's and particularly a young man who has become the hectic cheese of the pool. Oh, honestly, what a guy. Brendan Smith, 21, was not expected to be, uh, to get where he got for the 400 IM, ended up um, qualifying for the final with the fastest time and then won the bronze medal and he was just so stoked and everyone was like, Brendan Smith, it sounds like Brandon Smith and then everyone became the cheese. So that was so good. So that starts happening and then we have the juiciest of all the wins, um, which was on, what day was that? Was that yesterday, Monday? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Which was on Monday and we saw Ariane Titmus, whose nicknames are Arnie and the Terminator, which like honestly you don't get better when it comes to nicknames. She was up against the one and only Katie Ledecky of the US who had not previously been beaten in an individual race in the Olympics and she beat her. And And I think it's just, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock because it was absolutely iconic. That's what I mean. Like, not only did she beat her, like, she... Beat her. (laughs) Stormed home in such a way. Like, what a sweet victory. Yeah, because when you see that photo, you see the distance that she won by. And Wayne, forget about that. What about the bloody coach? Talking about it. Again. Oh, (laughs) Dean Boxall, what a like actual coach. Couldn't you couldn't describe true blue Aussie more than that video of him. You can't. It just doesn't get better. It doesn't get better than that. And now, what about he apologized because he ripped off the mask? He's like, oh, like during the interview, like after it happened and stuff, he's like, oh, I actually should apologize for that. Like thinking in his head, shit, I'm actually probably going to get in trouble because he got so excited. Oh, well, the 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 Japanese official. Trying to keep him in his yeah. section. <laughs> yeah, she got interviewed too. That was funny. Just the whole thing. Well, Incredible. to wrap up my little spiel about the pool and how much I bloody love it, how much we've all been loving it, I think the only thing that could top that true blue Aussie moment from um, oh. the, the coach today. was today. Kaylee McEwen, 100 metre backstroke, gets the gold, post-race um, interview. <laughs> First of all, they all look like they're suffocating with their masks on. And they're trying to say. breathe and get interviewed like, yeah, yeah, it was really good race. And they're trying to talk and I'm like, surely you don't ask them. Like, surely we give them like two minutes. Yeah, she gets asked what she'd like to say to her mum and her sister who are watching on in Noosa and she says, she drops an F-bomb. She says F, yeah. And that is just the best thing ever. Did you hear it's so the commentary honest. afterwards? Yeah. So honest. And yeah. like, what else is there to say in a moment such as that after the year that she's had, yeah. after the year that her family's had? Like, just iconic. But the commentary afterwards, because Emily Seabom also in that race, which was such like a beautiful changing yeah. of the guard moment, yeah. I think, for them. Yeah. And um, one of the commentators afterwards was like, oh, I think that's the first time we've had a C-bomb and an F-bomb in an oh, Olympic race. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. good. That's very good. And I think they also were like, yeah, that's a fair way to celebrate. Like, yes. just we'll like, pop as, it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Bye on. Absolutely. 
And we'll move on to the basketball because this is very exciting and a little bit juicy. Uh, but we saw the USA go down to France and I'm not mad about it. And can I just say, this is my overarching question when we have this Olympic chat, is why does it feel so good to beat Americans or see Americans oh, actually, lose at that level? Like, I just, if Australia's not in a race, as long as America doesn't win, I'm happy. Um, just to address that really quickly... <laughs> I just want to quote the American women's swimming team. We're going to win all the medals in the pool. I just want to leave that there. I'm just going to mm. leave it. I'm just going to mm. leave it there. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just feels good because they're a little bit up themselves. Or like overconfident. And mm. we all, we've spoken about this before and we laugh about it, that Australians just seem to be so, – like you could, you know, go on your high horse and someone else you would turn around and Australia- go – Calm down, mate. Relax. We're just so self-deprecating. Yeah. They don't have that in their humour or no. their culture. Yeah. And if we're being really honest, like, God bless America and whatnot, but America is the centre of America's universe. Yes. That's why it feels good to beat them because they don't think that anyone else exists outside of yeah, them or could true. possibly be better than them. Yes. So um, it was good to watch the US lose. Yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit nice. I'm sorry, but when it comes to the Olympics, I'm like sucked in. <laughs> Cop that. But also it was great to see the boomers get a win. Yes, it was a bit of a rocky game. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched. I did. Um, and But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you know, you'd rather your average game be the first one and yep. they got it out of the way and they got the W. So only up from here for the boys. Absolutely. And the King Paddy. Yep. And Matisse. <laughs> and the rest. And the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I've been so excited for this since um, Sunday. So if you didn't see... Well, that's silly. You should go watch the replays. But um, both surfing and skateboarding um, had their debut in the Olympic Games as of this year. Um, But what I took a lot of interest in was the skateboarding event, uh, which started Sunday. Um, So basically, I learned a lot. And a shout out to Mitch Parker, the OG listener. (laughs) But he's my Grom go-to. So I always talk to him about snowboarding, surfing. Um, Not so much surfing, more skateboarding stuff. Um, So they have street and park. So the streets one was the one that I um, watched and the one that we had Shane O'Neill and Haley Wilson, both our Aussie um, contenders. And streets you, replicates what you see in the streets. So it's your stairs, your rails, etc. And your park is what you picture in your head as a normal skate ramp park um, with the bowl and stuff. Anyway, holy shit. They are insane. Like the best part, actually, quote of the day was Marley. She comes in and she goes, oh, they're not wearing helmets. And I'm like... <laughs> Obviously, not wearing helmets, they're pros. But, but hey, it doesn't matter if you're a professional or not. Brain injury safety yes, is important. Yes, some I'm of them just, did wear helmets. To be fair, I was just about to say that um, the girls did and some of them wear helmets when they do the bowl. And well, the I just park. think it should be compulsory. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Um, it's because you're not a shredder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is why. So I learned um, – so they have their – they have 45 seconds to get their event done, which is the actual park. Um, streets part and then they have five attempts to do their best tricks and they get scored on that so the best trick section was my favorite because it was hectic um i learned about two mad dog skateboarders uh yuto so he's a japanese um guy who won gold mm. um and he was such a chiller and like the cruisiest looking person ever and With then airpods in yes so that's what i was going to um touch on as well so they half of them have airpods in and you're kind of like, since when is this, like, when would this ever be allowed in any other sport? Like, it's just so, you don't think about it. And not only AirPods, like, 
they were obviously playing music through their phone. So one of them was just like skating with his phone in his hand. I was like, this is so cool. And when I was speaking to Mitch, he's like, I saw one of them like tap his, um, Jagger, the US guy, he like tapped his earpods. So he must've been like, oh, average song, song, next song. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I said to him, I'm like, that's crazy. And he goes, Keely, you can't skate without music. And I was like, that's a true like shredder oh, yeah. making that comment. Um, the thing I love most about like just how much is it challenging the stereotype we have in our head of an elite athlete absolutely oh it's so cool i think also the having something like skateboarding in the olympics is really nice because you don't need a lot of the economic backing that you do for a lot of other professional sports you need a skateboard which you can get for like you know 40 50 dollars and you know if you're just a kid who's passionate about it you can literally you don't need the backing that you do when you are trying to be a gymnast and you know going to all these meets and have all this sort of stuff or swimmers who have to pay coaches and like that sort of stuff i think that for me personally is my favorite thing about having that kind of sport in this level yeah and just to finish up, um, I also learned about Niger, who's another one of the goats. Um, he might be American. Ranked, yes, mm. like ranked like one in the world. He um, didn't actually get a medal and posted a really nice thing congratulating and, you know, felt like he let everyone down. But um, he's also a shredder too. So look him up on Instagram. My last thing to finish off this part, because I'm very excited about skateboarding, was watching the girls. It was sick, like so sick, just watching them. But to top it off, in in the um, streets section, the three gold medalists are all under the age of 17. So gold and silver, both 13-year-olds, um, and the third place, 16. Wow. And I just – two um, two Japanese girls and a little Brazilian girl. And I saw the – I stalked the Brazilian girl on Instagram. She has braces. Like, she's just a little shredder. She's so cute. And I'm like, you like are literally Like, her parents have to be there with her because yeah. she's, like, an infant. Yeah. <laughs> the par- like, the parents are crazy. in the crowd. It's insane. And, like, yeah. sh- rooming with her. Like, imagine yeah. going to the Olympics but being like, night, mum and dad. Oh, my but God. But also she did – See, again, TikTok. Have you seen her TikToks with the Malaysian skater? No. Who's also a shredder? Iconic. Amazing. Oh. They're like doing the dances together. I'm like, how cool. Yeah. That is so – it's just – it's really – you know what? It's exactly what you said at the beginning of this chat, Keely. As much as there was all this controversy that was leading up to it, and I completely understand that I'm sure a lot of the, the public in Tokyo is still not happy with it, it has really been – a positive thing to see on the TV during the day. It's been that thing that is the shining light and the good news and the thing that you can focus on when there's other stuff. You know, whether you're in lockdown or not, there's the world's pretty mad and it's nice to get an escape from things. So I just think it is so amazing. And I also think that the numbers and the interest in the non typical sports due to lockdown have just been so cool so it's a bit of a silver lining like I know the tv ratings and especially in women's sport Mm. I think 1.5 million people were watching the last Matildas game like that's in Australia obviously around the world it would have been more like that's crazy numbers and it helps that we're all at home but I think especially the numbers on the viewing of female sports across the board this year have just outdone any previous year's like by so much and it's just people are loving it and I'm loving it oh it's so good so while there has been so much awesome stuff coming out of the Olympics in the lead up to the games there was a huge controversy when in a qualifying tournament the Norwegian beach handball team was fined by the European Handball Federation for opting to wear bike shorts over bikini bottoms 
it was cited as improper clothing were the words that the Federation used and they've been fined 1500 euro for it madness since then there's obviously been like a lot of so the ruling if you're unaware is something along the lines of the the bottoms can't be any longer than 10 centimeters at the hip or like covering of the bum essentially and this is wild because I remember learning about it in year 12 it used to be a rule for the beach volleyball also and I remember studying it in health and PE and looking back on it then and being like what a like crazy rule how archaic how sexist how disgusting and I could be wrong here but I believe beach volleyball have moved on from the strict limitations and I genuinely thought that the world had too so when this story resurfaced last week it made me and people across the world furious since then pink the singer bless her has come out and offered to pay the fine and help them fight the good fight there's obviously been heaps of support behind them the norwegian handball federation have come out saying we support them together we can continue to fight to change the rules for clothing so that players can play in the clothes they are comfortable with after one of the players came out saying that her and her team felt threatened by the regulations. Wow. And then there was also the German gymnastics team who, in solidarity, has worn long leotards. Am I correct? Correct, which is a much happier story. Well, happy, sad. They have come out for the first time in an international competition in full-length unitards, which is unheard of in the gymnastics world really it was sort of the catalyst for their decision was the sentencing of Larry Nassar last year Um, and sort of that was the tipping point for a lot of teams worldwide I'm sure but Germany decided to really make a stand at the Olympics this year Um, and basically just being like the men wear singlets and tracksuits like the tightness and the lack of material is not parallel to the performance like it's not like a swimsuit it doesn't need to be like that and yeah, so they're pushing back against a lot of regulations. Everyone in like all the other nations have come out in massive support for them. I think it's really cool on the other end of the scale. Yeah. And just to go back to this, you know, the instance that kicked off this discussion, what is the reasoning behind the European Handball Federation having this rule? Have they, is there like a clear statement or it's just, this is the rule, this has always been the rule sort of thing? It, I believe because beach volleyball came before beat European handball, beach uh-huh. European handball, yeah. and I think it was the rule there, it was always the rule that the girls had to wear teeny tiny bikinis and then I think they just sort of carried on as a branch off of that sport to begin with and so on and so forth. But basically you can be pretty comfortable in saying that some old white men made the rule tens and tens of years it ago just and it just has sense. never been changed. It doesn't make sense at all. And I, I, I know that you've um, – written down that other gymnasts and athletes including Simone Biles which is crazy we love her she's a goat that's just great um have come out and said whatever makes you comfortable well that's that's it isn't it if you're comfortable you're going to perform better anyway do you know what it makes me think of it's just bizarre you think like a hundred years ago when like people are first you know wearing swimsuits to beaches and if a woman showed her ankle it was this big blow up thing and and there was like you know so much um disarray because it would be distracting men and terrible and blah 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 like that evolution to now that at a you know a really high level of a of a sport that women are being persecuted for wearing things that are too long like it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but i remember i was in your 12 in 2015 so six years ago now and the stats then and I'm 
pretty confident they're quite similar now. It's mm. probably changed slightly. But the first two events to sell out in any Olympics historically ever was number one was the men's 100 metres yeah. and number two was the women's beach volleyball. Wow. And yeah, right. that was pretty tightly strung to the uniforms that were worn yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah. So it's – it draws I, a I, crowd. I just feel like, like it, it doesn't need – to be a rule I just think if you're comfortable in that because you move better in a little swimsuit they're more power to you they're all fit as anything anyway but if you don't want to then they shouldn't be copying grief for it that's stupid and, in and my brain or financial is, penalty like, literally yeah. like are you kidding me <laughs> like hearing you say that G and kind of what that insinuates is really telling to a bigger issue so when it comes to um, women's sport and the trying to get people to watch it there's Often there has been a, um, you know, an avenue of trying to do this is by sexualizing the women who do it. I mean, women get sexualized in every part of life and men do, you know, in some instances as well. But when it comes to women, you think of like a lingerie NFL competition and, um, you know, this kind of stuff. And I've seen lots of memes like, oh, what's your favorite sport in the Olympics? Beach volleyball. Oh, I like it for the athleticism. And then it's pictures of the girls in there, you know, Mm. bikinis and things like that. And that is it must be like it for us as women who are not athletes it's you know disgusting and disturbing but imagine that's your job and you just want to be taken seriously and all that anyone can talk about i'm at the olympics therefore i am one of the best in the world yeah and no one cares about that they care how much my bum is covered yeah i know i i'm on our side but i've seen lots of tiktoks of girls making of um men athletes in the olympics too being like oh i love skateboarding oh i love surfing yeah, oh, and, I love then rugby. Skateboarding. and then yeah. they like just fan all can the I, hot dudes yeah but can i say and there's always that sort of thing you know the second I'm you just talk saying. about no 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 but i i just want to say this you know there's a lot of talk where it's like you know you talk about women being sexualized but um women do it to men too i'm like yes 100 percent, and that doesn't necessarily it's not right but the reason that it's different is the power structure is different yeah so women yeah. are women's sport do not get the same viewership as men or and also there's no like i i completely agree and just, it's not right either way and it's not excusing that behavior however you want to say that but there also aren't rules policing what men can and can't wear or cover yeah, that's, so that's true. the difference yeah. so yes Men sexualize women and women do the same. And I've seen the TikToks that you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't make it right. But until the day that someone says, no, male gymnastics absolutely cannot wear shirts. They must be shirtless to perform. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Like that's where the rule changes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just one of the most ridiculous, like, are you sure this story wasn't plucked out from the dark ages kind of things, right? Yeah, like it just stupid. doesn't feel like it's 2021 story. It's stupid. It's, I can't believe it's even something that needed to be addressed. Like, it shouldn't even have been a thing. Like, you know, you see all these other great things coming out of the Olympics. You don't need to worry about this shit. <laughs> and to wrap up around the grounds, we have a really fun chat with a good mate of the show and a Parramatta Eels legend, Dylan Brown. And here it is. Well, Dylan Brown, thank you so much for joining us, making the time to come on to Chicks and Balls. How are you going up in that bubble life? Um, I'm actually going insane, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Watching, we're running out of Netflix options. Keely's given me a few. I actually started watching that one you gave me, the Scary Doctor one. Yeah, the Doctor Death. Yeah, started watching it. Weirdo, why? Psycho. Yeah, it's, what, it's good. What but... goes through people's minds? Like, why do they do that? I don't know. Psychopath. Yeah, but other than that, no, nah, i just been, um, to be honest, 
we just get in our little groups, do some weird stuff. We've done a bit of um, Tokyo. We've done some Tokyo Olympic swimming today, the boys. Oh, Ooh. nice. Yeah, yeah, I took it out, actually. <laughs> Did you? Gold, so, Congrats. Yeah. yeah, we're doing well. But no, we're, we're, we're enjoying it. Like, you know, You're playing we, um, Monopoly Deal, I saw. Yeah, we're playing Monopoly Deal, um, but there's a lot of um, fights going on in that because, you know, <laughs> everyone, no, everyone plays their own rules. Everyone thinks they have... <laughs> You know what I mean? Everyone's got their own rules anyways, but... Are you okay? Yeah, you're good. Am I okay? Yeah. No, I'm a bit heated about it, eh? <laughs> I, I can feel it. Yeah, I thought I knew Joey Lustig. Do you know him? Uh, I can't say do. Yeah, well, he um he thinks he knows all the rules, so... Anyways, <laughs> so, we'll move on from the topic. Yeah, we will. We'll move on. Yeah. Well, that's a good question to, to start with. If you were an Olympian, what Olympic sport would you want to compete in? Would it be swimming then? The way that everyone's backing the swimmers, I'd actually love to be a swimmer, eh? Because everyone seems to get behind them. I don't know if it's because they're doing well or, like, and everyone else is just average. <laughs> um, but no, Australia's doing pretty good, actually, eh? Yeah. Do you, do you know that, that girl that um, competed? Um, the one who won the today? Yeah. No, but she's a legend. She She's 20 years old. Yeah. yeah. Wild. I thought she was like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, actually. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought she was older. No, I'd probably do probably skating. Actually, I yeah. follow Nigel Houston on um on Instagram, and he's yeah, looks mad there. Yeah, the skate park that that's what got me. I watched the skating on um, Sunday and Monday. So cool. You look you look like a skater. You could do it. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> I might do that. I'm gonna back myself. It's your vibe. Yeah, thanks. I don't know about I don't know what these photos were on the um, track. Um, <laughs> did you like it? the clout I should. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. I love this. It's like it's just a conversation between you guys. <laughs> but um I don't even know this <laughs> we also had a few of our listeners send in some questions, so I wanted to ask them as well. The first being if you weren't playing rugby league, the greatest game of all, what would you be doing with your life? Um does it have, can I say another sport or Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever you want. Because, yeah, all I know is um, sports, to be honest. I wouldn't mind being, um, like, a sevens player. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. That would be pretty cool. I, do, like, do the media listen to these podcasts? Are they going to make your minds out of the shit? <laughs> they better not. not that they big. Not. <laughs> they better not fucking... Because last time I said I like the All Blacks, they said I'm going to go play for the All Blacks. Oh, that's stupid. No, I don't think we're big enough yet. But thanks for thinking that for a second. That's almost like a compliment. Or, or I'd be a um, skydiver. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. One of our mates, yeah, Keegan Hipgrave, he's done it before. and um, I've done it before, but he can do it on his own now. Oh, he's done the courses and stuff. Yeah. He said it's crazy. It's just um, a bit of a it's a hard vibe to get around. You've got to be real happy in that, apparently. So. Oh, yeah. That's, I think you have to be pretty chill to be able to just jump out like of a plane. I feel like you're very chill. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm just going to jump out of a plane like 18,000 feet. <laughs> got to be very chill for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh. the, the next listener question was, describe your perfect weekend, which you're probably not getting to live while you're in uh, the bubble, but if I, you could I be could, out. I feel like I, I know where this is going to go. Perfect weekend, probably Friday nights, a few movies. Shut tucked up. In a, tucked in at home with my girlfriend, and <laughs> I don't yet have. Um, soon to be someone. Sorry? I said soon to be, you'll get one, don't worry. Yeah, soon to be. Um... Perfect weekend, yes. Yeah. So movies, Saturday morning, probably go for surf, go for a surf <laughs> in the morning. 
um, you know, get a coffee or whatnot. Spend um, time with family, go for a skydive. Fuck yeah, what else? Beers? <laughs> Why is he assuming beers? Dog Healy thinks about it. <laughs> that's it. I'm in the. I've got into trouble when I drink beers, a lot of beers, so I'm starting to change up a bit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my new scene. But no, if I'm serious, yeah, beers probably Friday through to Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds hectic. Um, the last question from the listeners, which is quite a wholesome one, actually, is what is uh, what are some of the accomplishments that you've made that you're most proud of? Oh, I don't like these questions. <laughs> this is a bit, a bit zero. <laughs> well, the first, like the one that I was most proud of was making um, the, the Kiwis Nines team. Mm. But I played like six minutes and then got injured, so that didn't last very long. That was pretty embarrassing. Um, but nah, uh, probably the most, what was it, wholesome? Is that the word they used? Oh, no, that's what I said. It was a wholesome question. Oh, um, no, nah, my ch- probably biggest achievement was just like making an NRL and then watching my family come. Because my, my dad was already in Australia in Perth, my brother was in England, and my um, mum and sister were in New Zealand, and I was in Sydney. So we all split up. Oh, wow. And as soon as I like signed my first grade contract, they all came to Sydney to support me. So oh. probably that. Probably that was probably the best. Oh, I love that. And I was I was doing my due diligence as a podcaster and doing a bit of research on you, Dylan. Did you grow up in Whangarei? Yeah, so I was like on Wikipedia. It says like Auckland. Does it yeah. say Auckland? Yeah, it does on on Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 People always say, oh yeah, like they don't realise I'm from up there. So yeah, I was I moved when I was like three months, I think three yeah. months old. So yeah, I'm from Fung, I'm from Whangarei, born in, oh sorry, raised there. Until I was 15 and then I came to Sydney. Nice. My best friend grew up in, oh, well, her family's from Whangarei and grew up there for a few years. So that's why I know it. What's so, their last name? Oh, her, her last name's Smith. So that's like, that she, she's oh, Māori, but um, like, yeah, her family's oh, got sure. different, different. I'm actually not Māori, by the way. You yeah. Samoan, yes? Yes. Yes, I know. I we did the research. That. It's okay, we know. Is this part of being um, good? Podcasters, whatever the word is. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> and look, the last little thing we wanted to talk to you about is like a pretty awesome fundraiser that you're doing at the moment. Um, giving You're basically putting your hairdo on the line to raise some money for Ronald McDonald House Charities. Can you tell us a bit about that one? Um, yeah, so I'm, it's obviously not a very good haircut at the moment anyways. But, <laughs> well, hold on. Um, so... I'm an ambassador for Ronald McDonald House, Western Sydney, and I, I'm, a lot of people know about it, some don't, but it's a place where they host like families whose kids are seriously ill in hospital, and they allow them to stay with them you know, while they're going through a hard, their hard time. So it's just a little something I'm doing there, trying to raise money, and uh, the more money we raise, the more silly I'll get with my hair. So, Oh, I, hope, I can't wait. Yeah, blonde, blue... Um, stripey and then um, bald if we get a lot of money but everyone's being super stingy at the moment which I I don't judge because you know obviously everyone's going for a hard time but yeah hopefully we can get some more yeah I'll be making my donation we'll uh, make sure that we tell all our listeners yeah absolutely hey that's that's pretty cool and um, yeah we we've seen that stuff that you do and you also have done some volunteering with Waterbility that 
it helps some young people with disabilities. Like, what makes what inspires you to be this kind of person who gives back to community? Oh, it's just you know everyone comes from some place, and I want almost anyone you talk to, and like you know, our, it's come from a place you know had a rough upbringing or whatnot. So it's just sort of about giving back and understanding where you started. You know, remember your roots. So um, yeah, I guess that's basically what drives it all. Oh, you're a bloody good person, aren't you? <laughs> this is a good one because it's going to get added to our playlist. What's your go-to pump-up song? Oh, I don't really pump. I like to pump down. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. <laughs> chill. You chill. You just chill the nerves. Um, well, what's your go-to pre-game song? Go-to pre-game song. I've actually been liking that um, new Kid Leroy and oh, Justin yes. Bieber song. Right? Beautiful. Yes. Big nods really, from us. I don't really like him, but then... Putting them together, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good um, combo. Not gonna lie. Yeah, good one. Um, and what's this year's New Year's destination gonna be? Oh, <laughs> so hard. It's the same as last year. You don't know. Like with Byron, we we decided like in the same like week, two weeks. I almost feel like leaving it before. Like being spontaneous is good, minus the really expensive part. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Yeah, yeah, apart from that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, fire out, maybe. If I can get back to New Zealand, have you seen R and V? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. I would love to go. Yeah. That'll be that'll be mad, but it's it's so hard to um, not only just get a ticket, but get accepted there because you know we're full of diseases over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, we are. Oh. The last one, um, little fun one, is who's your favourite superhero? My favourite superhero yeah. would be um, Spider Man. Same. No, don't <laughs> go away, man. Sorry. <laughs> nah, yeah, Spider Man, because he's just like I'm not gonna lie. I feel bad because I don't. It's not the OG one. I like the new, the new kid. Oh, you like Tom Holland? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He just brings this like innocent vibe, and then he somehow fucking just I don't know beats everyone. He's a beast. I concur in a big way. I'm all about like Tom him. Holland. Georgia wants you to know that she's all about Tom Holland as well. She so agrees. you're not alone in that boat. Yeah, he's, he's a good looker. <laughs> well, Dylan, we won't hold you much longer. You've got to go off to, to that team meeting, but thank you so yeah, much. Hopefully, hopefully good news that we can get out of the bubble tomorrow. I think that's what it's about. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think that's what it's about. Oh. In Queensland, not back. It's been back. two weeks. So. Just... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you okay, cool. bastards. You oh, well, happy hate for you guys. You're a bloody legend. Thank you. All good. Thanks, guys. Um, See? I'll speak to you later. Yeah, always. Peace. See ya. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. And I feel like it's going to be hard to recommend anything that isn't happening in Tokyo. (laughs) I'll kick us off. My personal one to watch and one that I will be watching with some anticipation is the Aussie women's rugby sevens team. They are looking to go back to back with golds. They obviously won the gold in Rio. Um, There's quite a few new faces in their team that are over representing in Tokyo at the moment. And they kick off their competition on Thursday when the episode is released. So I will be watching very intently and I really hope we can go back to back. Uh, My one to watch is also very exciting and also in Tokyo, um, Rowan Browning. So he is um, 
and 100 meter sprinter, which is really exciting because I can't remember the exact stat, um, but it's the first Aussie to uh, Aussie man to qualify for the 100 meters at Tokyo since, since 2004. Yes, um, that's the one I heard today on the radio. Actually, mm. um, super exciting. But just to add to that, um, he's got a hectic mullet, and we also watched a video this week of um, him sculling. <laughs> An alcoholic beverage after he raced in something I can't even I don't even know what the details of what was but hilarious obviously another Aussie icon can't wait to see him race backing him um, so on Saturday the thirty first he will race uh, around twelve thirty so keep it amazing out. lock it in G more love it mine is also Olympics related but not oh, shock me <laughs> not current to Tokyo um, a lot of people I am sure are very curious about well I assume because people have asked me so I assume there's more people who are curious about why Russia is being represented by the Mm. Russian Olympic Committee and not Mm. Russia the country why they don't play the national anthem and so on and so forth if you are curious about that I cannot recommend highly enough the documentary Icarus it is on Netflix it basically tells the story of you may or may not remember the massive doping scandal the state-sponsored doping scandal that Russia uh, endured through sort of the late 2010 years Um, they now as a country are banned from the Olympics hence they are not represented as Russia itself so it goes into heaps of death it's it's about two hours long so buckle in but it's so interesting and just mind-blowing and it will tell you exactly why it's the Russian Olympic Committee not Russia that's yeah. so I've seen in, it. That's hey. so inti- have you? Yeah, it's oh, I need to watch it. It's I find you like it will blow your brain. And I just feel like I already find Russia so like interesting and like inconspicuous and just strange. Yeah. yeah. They're just Go like watch. so secretive. Can I just also um off the back of that I've thought of another one to watch that I actually watched after the opening ceremony. Um because they actually honored the um 11 Israeli athletes oh, who were yes. murdered in um by terrorist in the Munich games in 72. Um, they did a kind of, yeah, a really passionate emotional dance uh, about that, which was, you know, amazing and kind of unexpected that they would honour that. Um, and so it made me think about it. And then mum was oh, like yeah. to me, oh, have you have you seen the movie about it? And I was like, I didn't think there was a movie about it. She was like, yeah, Eric Banner's in it. And so is Jeffrey Rush. So There's quite a big um, Aussie representation in the movie that was directed by Steven Spielberg. So I can't believe I've never never seen it. And so literally after the opening ceremony, I watched it. It's on stand. It's called Munich. It's really intense. It's quite graphic and sad, but it's a really interesting and important part of Olympic history as well. So I recommend that too. Yeah, nice one. Alrighty then. Love well, that it. brings us to the end of our 21st episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. We've still got our party hats on. How is that vodka tasting at the end of the episode, Keely? Yeah, I was buzzing a bit in the middle. Could you feel that? (laughs) What about you, G? Delish. I feel like I'm missing out. We might have to do that a bit more often. (laughs) I'll bring the random um, alcohol. Oh, alrighty then. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We absolutely love chatting with you guys. As always, our DMs are open. Make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit follow and check out our official Pump Up and Country Music playlist. You can also follow us on Instagram. Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod. TikTok is the same handle and Twitter is Chicks and Balls. No pod. Other than that, <laughs> I get guess. Get around TikTok. Get around the TikTok. Get around the Olympics. Get around the LGs. 
Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Have Oi, a good Let's go. And we'll catch you next time. Have a great week. Bye. Fuck yeah.